Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to say greetings to everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden, and as usual, we're so grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and share the things that the Lord has laid on our hearts to share with you all. Okay. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to uh, read an email uh, that I received from a brother. Uh, and uh, we're going to go from there. So in this email, while you're turning to the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians, uh, the the subject line of this email is, how did you get your, your wife to be a humble, submissive, wife from what you had. And so in the in the body of the email it says, I know that you are surface, but how? I mean, did you punish her when she acted that way, like with serious verbal rebuke or more? I am dealing with a semi contentious woman. One minute she is nice and sweet, and the second she is very disagreeable. Your wife seems to reverence you now. What did you do besides pray for her? I just finished the teaching on assault dancing. I really needed that one. I have some anger issues myself, but it seems I get very angry when my wife provokes me. She always uses the reason you are trying to control me, and she is right. I am attempting to exercise love and control over her to help her be the woman God would want her to be. I am where you were when God started dealing with you. Sweet, nice, extra, I started dialing the sweetness back some as she is very disrespectful to me and I am struggling with even wanting to be around her when she gets like that. Now again so that's the end of the email. So again now let's let's uh we have to think about something now. We have to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And uh, think about when so let's think about Adam and Eve when they sinned against God and they did the things that God had commanded them not to do, that they went hiding and God himself came down looking for them, even though he had already knew what they had done. Uh, He came looking for them. Uh, He could have had the mindset of, I don't really want to be around y'all, but his mindset was, you know what? And, and that's what happens to us. Uh, uh, When we do things contrary, we hide. And God comes looking. And so that's the way we have to be. If if we get to the point where we don't want to be around our wives because they're contentious, then what it is, it's the Lord showing us something about us. Now, my approach when dealing with, or when I was dealing with my wife when she was contentious, I always thought about what lesson that, that was the first thing I, what lesson lesson am I supposed to get out of this? I could tell where I was in the Lord. Uh, and that was my gauge. When my wife was acting contentious and I noticed my attitude towards her. In other words, I always try, and of course I knew about the scripture, husband loves your wife, even as Christ loved the church, also loved the church. And if my actions were contrary to the word because of how my wife was being, 
then I knew that there was something that I needed to work on. And so I knew that, and this was actually my thoughts, I knew that God was using the contention in my wife to bring out some things that I needed to deal with. And I understood that if I was, if I am her head and I am to lead her, then I have to be first partakers. Now, again, now let me make this clear. I'm not making excuses for contentious women or contentious wives. I am not saying that they need to be contentious. I believe that they ought to follow the word of God and that they, they should not be contentious, especially if they're calling themselves believers. But I'm telling you the way I was looking at it and, and uh, the way the Lord was really having me to look at it, and uh, I was seeing things through God's eyes. So in this email, uh, he says, I just finished the teaching on a soft answer. I really needed that one. I have some anger issues myself, but it seems I get very angry when my wife provokes me. So my thought was this, you know, and I'm talking about me and how I dealt with it. As long as my wife could cause me, uh, my wife, and I'm going to put it this way, as long as anger was showing up or resentment was showing up, because of my wife's actions, uh, but, you know, then I knew that there was something that I needed to work on. And so my first, I, I no longer paid attention to the contention that was in her as much as I was paying attention to what it was exposing in me. And I understood that if, if I don't deal with the issues that I can see being exposed in me, then how can I lead my wife? In other words, I understood that God was using this. Now, I'm not saying that God made us contentious. I don't believe God made women contentious. I think the only thing God can make is something of himself, which is good. You see that? In other words, uh, he, he calls people to where he is. But I believed that God was using that to expose some things that were in me the same way he would do with you. And I, and I felt like I need to get lined up myself. Whatever issues I have, there, you know, it wasn't my wife was not provoking me or she wasn't making me anything. Uh, what was going on was the things that she was dealing with was exposing the things that I was dealing with. And I knew if I'm the leader, if I am the head and in, in, in things, that I need to make sure that I'm in the right place. Now, I don't, uh, again, I don't, I'm not sitting here making excuses for contentious women. I'm just you men, you all write me, you husbands, y'all write me, and you ask me how to deal with it and what to do and, 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 and et cetera. And so I, I, I am sharing with you how you deal with it. Now, this is not a message uh, for us to use as husbands. Uh, like, everybody want to know, how do I get my wife straight? How, how do I make her straight? Jesus Christ, when he came to this world, he was the Lamb of God. And meaning he was the most humble, and, and there was no wrong in him. And because there was no wrong in him, we could follow him, and we could follow his example. And, I, you know, and so that was my mindset. I need to get to the place where I'm completely right with God. You know, I, I, I paid less attention to what my wife was dealing with 
and I paid more attention to me and thought, you know, it, it would be unfair for me. How could I lead my wife? What would I lead my wife into if I'm dealing with anger issues or if I'm getting frustrated or I'm getting mad because uh, of the things that she's doing? I'm supposed to be stable. I'm I'm not supposed to allow her actions to curve me one way or the other, you see? And so I began to focus on me and and and, and what um, the Lord was using the situation for to expose in me. You see that? And so that's one that's one thing we have to do as husbands. We have to make sure that we are in our proper place. And so I knew that in this marriage that I was being tested concerning my love. And and every time something came up where contention was uh, present, I could gauge where I was in my love towards her and my love walk in general by my response to her. Am I going to respond in love? Am I going to act out of frustration? Am I going to be tempted to punish her in some kind of way or to be rough with her verbally or whatever the case is? Like, all of those things, it, 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 to me, it got to the point where it didn't matter what she was doing. I was paying attention to my response. So, okay, so now when I get to the point where I respond right, when no matter what she does, I'm responding in love. But firm, see, responding in love and, and don't have malice towards her and not wanting to pay her back or whatever, now I can see clearly, you see that, because now I'm looking through the lens of love. I can see clearly to help her. And so now let's get to that. Uh, the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians. And we're going to start reading at verse uh, 25. It says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it. You see, so that word, when, when, in verse 25, when he says, love, the, love your wives as Christ, also loved the church and gave himself for it. That means he sacrificed for it. What does that mean? Now, in, in, uh, when Jesus came to this earth, he was a man just like you and I, uh, as far as natural affection. Uh, no doubt uh, he may have wanted a girlfriend, may have wanted a wife. You know, I'm sure he saw the Bible says he was tempted in all like manner as we are, yet without sin. And so uh, temptation came to him just like it came to, to, just like it comes to us. Uh, the devil was trying to pull on him the same way the devil tried to pull on us, but yet he was without sin. And the reason why he was without sin was because he was thinking of the bigger picture. It wasn't about him. It, it was about his bride. And, and his thought was, if, I, if my sacrifice for the world is going to be effective, then I have to make sure that I am walking a straight line. In other words, if the devil, if he would have fallen for any of the temptations that the devil had brought to him, his sacrifice would have been in vain. He would have been he would have been a sinner just like us, and he would have had to have somebody would have to come and die for him. You see, so the first thing he did was sacrifice. In other words, gave himself for that. And now that's that's our commission as husbands that we give ourselves for our wives. And what does that mean? It means that we put our own feelings aside. A lot of men, a lot of husbands that are emailing me, that are writing me, they're already frustrated. 
They're already mad, bitter against their wives and things like that. And and, and usually it's because they have not sacrificed themselves. In other words, the reason why they're writing is because they are tired of dealing with this woman. It's not about necessarily her spiritual growth. You see that? And so that now we, we see we're, we're teaching this message to try to get you to take the focus off of yourself and you're tired of dealing with it as much as, you know what, my wife is in trouble spiritually. So, she, of course, as a believer, she don't need to be that way. So let me help her. Now, I'm not saying that everybody don't have that mindset, but I, I'm just saying that we have to be careful as husbands when we are dealing with a contentious wife that we don't make it about what we're tired of versus the condition that our wife is in. You see that? And so because when when you make it about when when you change the focus off of what it's supposed to be, then you can't minister her to her properly. You see that? It has to be about her condition. You see that? That's what we read in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself. And the reason why we don't make it about us and what we're tired of is so that we can move on to this next verse that says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. In other words, here's the thing. If if we keep it about them and their spiritual growth in the Lord, then the motive that we are doing the things in would be correct. In other words, if my motive for playing the contentious wife series is to straighten her up, and and to get you know to stop her from being contentious towards me, then my motive is wrong, and the devil will expose that. But if my motive for doing for playing that series and is to and for bringing the word to her is to help her spiritually, I mean sincerely have a love for her soul. But I'm gonna tell you, people know when you're doing something out of aggravation towards them versus you really care for me. Now here's the thing. For you to get your wife's attention, husband, you she needs to know that you care about her, that you sincerely love and care about her and where she is. You see that? Now that now that's that's first thing. You know, we have to love as as. In other words, I want you to think about something. Jesus Christ came to this earth, and I'm gonna make this clear: He had nothing to gain. In fact, He gave up everything that was his to come to this earth. He laid down everything that made him God and came to this earth and had nothing to gain. He sacrificed for people without having a contract with him on, you know, look, if I die for y'all, are y'all going to get saved? That that wasn't in the deal. He he sacrificed with the idea of, you know, a lot of people are going to go to hell anyway. For a lot of people, my sacrifice is going to be in vain. And listen, and he didn't get frustrated. And so that's the way we have to be as husbands. We can't be thinking, well, you know what, if I do this, then they need to respond that way. And if they don't, then I'm just done. That can't be your mindset. Jesus Christ had nothing to gain. I want you to think about something. He he created the world and everything, that, and he could have easily have just spoke the word and destroyed this whole earth and just started all over with mankind again being in the garden and not giving them a tree of knowledge of good and evil. All they knowing is good and just worshiping God. But instead, he considered us and the fact that, you know what, they need help. And and I'm going to love them and I'm going to help them, you know, even at the risk of being rejected. You see, the Bible says that he came into his own and his own received him not. And so, you see, 
uh, there you go. As husbands, we have to be willing to sacrifice for our wives. Now, again, I'm not saying, I'm not making excuses for that contention. It's there. I think it's a shame that it's there. But I'm telling you how we as husbands are supposed to act in this situation, which is that we find ourselves in. So in verse 26, it says that he might sanctify. You see that? Now, notice what that says, that he might sanctify. The Lord couldn't have sanctified anything if he himself wasn't sanctified. You see that? You you, You may have heard me use this expression before, but you cannot clean dirty dishes in dirty water. The water has to be clean. You see that? And so what is that letting us know? That husbands, if we're going to help our wives, we first have to make sure that we are in a place to be able to help them. We have to make sure that we are, uh, are in our place, you see that, make sure that we are clean, you see. And so look at what it says, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Now, I have to make this clear. Go ahead and keep reading verse 27. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. <clears throat> verse 29. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. So let me so let me just say this. Um, let's go back to verse twenty six. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The understanding is this: if we are to love our wives as Christ loved the church, that when we marry our wives the same way Jesus Christ married the church. None of us had it all together when we first came to the Lord. When the Lord saved us, when, when we accepted the salvation of God, none of us had it all together. And many of us still don't. Most of us don't, I should say. Uh, there's still some things that I think all of us can grow in. And, and so we have that understanding. And, that, you know, my mindset when I first came to the Lord is completely different than it is now. You know, there were some things that I didn't know was wrong that I understand is wrong now. And it... it over the over time, the Lord helped me. Now, so it's understood, in other words, that when we first come to the Lord, when we accept His salvation, that there is a cleansing process that has to take place. And I'm telling you, all of us would be in bad shape if the Lord got frustrated with us during that cleansing process. You see that all of us, we'd all be in bad shape if God ever got tired of cleaning us. You see, and and so. That's one thing that we have to understand as husbands, that when we marry our wives, a lot of times there are going to be some things um, that we have to deal with, and God wants to use us as husbands to cleanse them. Now, here's the thing. You, you have to understand, if, if they need to be washed and cleansed and sanctified by the watering, washing of the word, then that means that there is some dirt there. Now, if there's some dirt there, then we, in other words, what does the dirt represent? A past. When you, and think about it when you're washing dishes. When you wash a plate, when you marry your wife, 
what you're coming to a lot of times is a dirty dish in the sink that needs to be washed. Somebody else then ate off that plate, and you want to clean it for the next meal. In other words, you, you, you see. But somebody else then ate off that plate. In other words, they're going to have a past. They're going to have some things in the past that they have dealt with uh, that, have, that have happened in their lives. And a lot of times, husbands, when you are dealing with a contentious woman, what you're dealing with, what you're really facing is the past of that woman, the hurt of that woman, the things that she's gone through, all the things that she's gone through that, haven't, that God haven't removed. He's wanting you, he's wanting to use you to help in that process. Now, that, that's clear. Now, I'm going to just be honest with you. That's the way it is. And that's, so don't get mad if, that's, if you're not expecting to, if, if you don't think you're going to deal with, you know, the past of a woman. You are going to deal with her past. I can guarantee you that. You see that? If she's got a past, you're going to deal with it. Why? Because she cannot get washed except by the watering of the, of the word that her husband. There may be some things that God healed her with, that healed her and deal with her about. But there are some things that's going to be left up to that husband that God is going to use that husband to do, you see. Now, don't get married if you're not willing to take on that task. That's just the bottom line. If you're expecting to marry somebody that's already arrived, then you, you don't get married. I just put it that way, you see. And so now the issue becomes, uh, do I need to, how do I deal with it? You see, now here's the thing your approach towards it has to be right. You have to have the right mindset, uh, and your approach towards it has to be right. What do I mean? Well, my wife, uh, I, and I, you told somebody asked me in the email, how did I deal with it? I began to look beyond the, the fruit of her issues, in other words, the contention towards me, and I began to see that behind the, conten- the contentions was hurt was anger, was unresolved issues, and I could make a decision. I had to make a decision. Do I want to make myself a victim? Because that's the problem with a lot of you husbands. You've made yourself a victim of your wife, and as long as you are a victim of her and her contention, you will not be able to minister to her in the right way. You see that? So first thing we have to do as husbands is come out of this pity party of, woe is me, I'm dealing with a contentious woman. And it may be war is you, but your mindset needs to be war is her because she's contentious, not war is me because I have to deal with it, see. And so what I what I I did was I just asked the Lord how to minister to her. And slowly but surely he began to unravel things that I I began to see that there was some cleansing that needed to go on. Like I began to see some of the root of her hurt. You know, it's kind of like what men are doing when they're coming to that sink. They're just pulling the dirty dishes out of the sink and and putting more food on it, and then they're getting food poisoning and not considering that they need to wash the dish first. See? And so what they're writing me, they when they write me, they're already food poisoned. In other words, bitter. You know, instead of knowing, you know, this is my job. My job is to wash and cleanse my wife. So let me explain how to do that. I... I to pray, I had I had to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what's the root of it? Because here's the thing, just like what this email said, his wife is sweet one minute and the next second she's completely different. So what I focused on was my wife is a good woman. Now, if she wasn't, I wouldn't have married her. 
You see that? She's a good woman. It's something about her that I love. I married her. And it must be something about me that she loves. She married me. And so I had to I had to look at the big picture. We're married. So we love one another. And so now we got some foreign things there that don't belong there that we're going to have to deal with. I couldn't throw away the whole marriage because there were there was contention in it. You see that I had to I had to know, okay, there's some things in her that need to be cleansed and there's some things uh that need to be dealt with from her past, see? And so I just just used this as an example and I, I, I you know, it was a real scenario. And so I have to be honest and upfront and uh transparent with you all. I asked my wife for permission uh to share this and she said that I could, so I will I will share it. Um there was a time um, when we first got married, when the, within the first year of our marriage, I had asked my wife for a hug. We were in our bedroom, and I, and I asked her for a hug. And so we hugged and, and, and stuff, but me, now, again, I had to be transparent and open see, and uh, just be honest about what took place. Uh, so when we hugged, uh, I grabbed her backside. And... Uh, my thought was, well, this is my wife. You know, we weren't strangers or anything. So I grabbed her backside, and when I did, she pushed off of me, like pushed me away. And I thought that was odd. Like, you know, we're married. I'm not some stranger. Why would she push off from me like that? Like that, it didn't, it struck me as odd. And I knew, okay, so, it, you know, she's giving me a hug, and we're married, and, you know, her, you know, <laughs> Me grabbing her backside shouldn't come as a shock to her. And so I asked her, what's wrong? She said, well, you just asked to hug me. You didn't ask all of that. I'm like, well, you know, we're married. You know, that comes with the territory. Now, you know, I'm not some old man. I can see. I see, you you, you know, how beautiful you are to me, you know. But I said, you know, it's something. And, I, and that's why I left it. I said, you know, it's something to that. And so that day I prayed and I asked the Lord, Lord, why would my wife push off like that? That don't make any sense. You know, I like, I, I shouldn't have to ask for permission to touch her. Now, we ain't, you know, this is not well, high school. I should not have to ask her for permission to touch her. We're married. And so she, the Lord began to expose something. Uh, she had told me just about a brief incident that had happened to her when she was a teenager, that she was at a bus stop. And these young men at the bus stop just, you know, just began to touch on her. And it was a group of them, and they just were all just groping her. And the, and the bus stop was full of people. And she said that she was looking around, you know, expecting somebody to help her because they could all see these men just groping her and just touching her all over the place. And... Uh, I said, so what did you do about this? She said, I was embarrassed and, and things like that, which I understand that. But that and her not being healed from that, and I don't know how long this went on at, at this bus stop, but her not being healed from that is what set the situation up later. That When I asked her for a hug and I hugged her and I grabbed her on her backside, she pushed off. Now, why? Because that took her back to a place that she had not healed from, you see that? And so what began, I, you know, I basically told her, you're going to have to release that. You know, now here was the thing. 
in her mind, I'm violated because you asked for a hug and you grabbed my backside. Now, never mind, we're married. But see, as long as she could not make the make the connection of why she felt violated from her own husband, then that it was going to always be there. And every time I grabbed her for permission, it, it was going to be something. You see? And so what the Lord used me to do was to, I started connecting the dots. Really, the Lord was doing it, and he was just letting me know where things come from. So in other words, part of me watching her by the watering of the word was this. If you are contentious, and so in that area, she was contentious, like, and you're just not going to just grab a hold of me, and I don't expect it to see that. It, it, I guess because it was the unexpectation of it, you know, the fact that she did not expect it, and it caught her off guard. It took her back to a place. And so what happened was I had to learn, okay, everywhere there's contention at in every area, then there is an issue in the past that needs to be dealt with. And so what happened, uh, every time I saw something that was off, I would pray and ask the Lord, I see the fruit of it, Lord, but show me what the root of it is. And as the Lord began to show me the root of those things, I would bring those things to her, and slowly but surely, over time, the Lord began to heal her. She began, we could begin to see now, oh, so this is where this comes from. This is why you respond to this, you see. And so from that, of course, she began to grow in God. You see, she began to grow in God, and we could see clearly that everything that we were dealing with in our marriage, you know, the things that we were dealing with concerning her contentions, contentions had to do with something in her past that she had not already dealt with. And so we began to talk about her past, the things she had gone through, the decisions she had made, all of those things, and, and we began to connect the dots through the grace of God, and that's where her healing came from. A lot of times, and my wife used to have that thought as well, you know, the past is in the past. This is a new relationship. This is a new time. I'm a new person. The problem is if you have not healed from your past, then the past is not in the past. You see that? It don't matter how long ago you've forgiven somebody or how long ago you, you haven't thought about it, you haven't cried over it in years or whatever the case is. I'm going to tell you something. That past, is, it, it can be a sneaky, evil devil. You know, if you if you can't if you're one of those women, you cannot act according to the word of God, and you can't be submissive to your husband. That I can guarantee you that there is something in your past that you have not dealt with, and so you husbands, it becomes your job. If your wife, if the Bible tells us to wash our wives by the watering of the word, then that means it is our job to figure out what need to be washed. In other words, what was on that plate before? You see that? What was on that plate before? In other words, we're going to have to deal with their past and get them to open up and talk about some things because I'm telling you that's where a lot of the contention comes from. And it's unfair to your wife for you to expect her to clean herself or for her to already be clean when you marry her. You see that? People have allowed the Lord to heal them. But most women have not. Most of them don't even know the issues are there until they get married. That's where that's where the problem comes in at. And so you as a husband, that's where you come in at. 
get your wife's trust. Ask her to talk about some things from her past, if you don't know about it, and love her enough to care about the things that she has gone through so that you can help minister to her and to pull her out of that. You see that? Uh, because I can guarantee you if she's contentious, uh, then if she has a past that, that has not been, she has not been healed from. And so that, that to me is the key ingredient. You wash them because they have a past. But you can't wash them accurately if you don't know about that past. You see that? And you have to sincerely care about bringing them back to ground zero. In other words, being able to trust that husband so that they can submit to that husband. Amen. So we want to say thank you all for joining us during this series. Pray that something was said that have blessed you. And we, I pray that I will hear from you all. Uh, if you've been blessed by this message in this series, uh, and uh, we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you in the future. Have a blessed day.